being clear on what you want will allow you to um, uh, also evaluate the the changes that we were talking about or life lifing. You know, uh, if you know exactly what you're going after or going for or 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 that you know that actual path, and then life gets in the way, um, it will allow you to roll with it, whatever it is, a little bit easier. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lessa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad and I, are going to dig into the abundant convo I had with Tori Gordon on our last episode. If you haven't yet listened to that episode, stop this now, go back and listen to that, or listen to this, and then go listen to that, or, you know, listen to some and then some of the other, whatever you want to do. It, you do you. This is the life that you're being it till you see it. So have fun and just see how it goes. Um, well, we are really close to the wealthy mindset with Erica Quest kicking off. And oh, yeah. really excited because this is something we only do annually. So it's like we work on it for a year. It yeah. percolates. It sits there. She and I work on it for a year and then we do it. So I'm just really excited to actually like do the thing. Um, but then I'm going to have sadness because then we're done with the thing. So anyways, that kicks off soon. And Brad, isn't it so exciting? Our retreat doors are open to the public for, yeah. the, for the fitness business, studio owner and teacher. Retreat. Yeah, so this is Profitable Pilates. Uh, if you are um, running a fitness business and you're feeling stuck um, or you're feeling like you're just kind of in a hamster wheel where you're you're like just managing all your clients and you know that whole uh uh like take a look back look back at the last six to 12 months and be like like did, did you move the ball forward right and uh if, if the answer to that is uh you're feeling frustrated and you're not really sure how you're moving it forward uh come join us in yeah. uh you know in october so uh it's going to be amazing the first one we had was a couple weeks back and I'll tell you, it was incredible experience. We had uh, um, like 24 ladies yeah. uh, at our place. On Zoom and 24 in person. Yeah. Wow. It was really an incredible experience. I'm sure you've heard us talk about it multiple times. But uh, if you want more information about that, just go to ProfitablePilates.com slash retreat. And uh, you will uh, see everything there. If you have any questions, you can just send us a DM uh, or, uh, you know, ask any questions, ask all the questions. I'm yeah. actually even happy to jump on a call with you. Yeah. Um, so let us know. Yeah. We're, I'm, I'm just, I can't wait to see who else signs up for that. We're already pretty much half filled or at least at the time of recording this, actually you, we could be filled by the time you hear this. So that's also true. That's also true. Um, <laughs> but in people, that case, get on the wait list. Yeah. The people who sign up already that I'm just like, I can't even wait to have them here and like get my hands on them and their business and in all the best ways, all the good ways. Hey, hey, everyone. Erica Quest here. We are super excited. We're bringing back the Wealthy Mindset. Leslie and my annual coaching program 
And this year's theme is from failure to flow. We can't wait to have you. And Les, what are we up to? So with four pillars of content that your movement, your coaching, and the community is all wrapped around is character, consistency, construct, and courage. And I cannot wait to move you through these pillars. And I know Erica can't wait to coach you through them as well. It's going to be incredible. April 10th through May the 7th, we cannot wait to move with you, grow your business, shift your mindset, and take you from failure to flow. Where do we grab our ticket? Levelupmovement.com. So levelupmovement.com mdmt.com is where you're going to go grab your spot and get ready for this amazing four weeks of Erica and I live with you along the way. So what is our audience question? This is a fun one. Uh, uh, so if you haven't heard, Erica Quest has been uh, coaching inside of agency mm-hmm. and she only makes her coaching available inside of agency now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that uh, is Leslie and I feel super honored um, that she that that she's here with us and that she's coaching instead of agency because she's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and the question was, how did you start collaborating with someone as amazing and you know famous yeah. as Erica Quest? Yeah, yeah. Like, and also like because um, I'm assuming the person is wanting to also figure out ways to collaborate. And you know, I'll say like. I'll tell you my story. You can see yourself in it. And then I'll give you some tips. So um, Erica actually reached out to me because I was putting out content around business advice and she was doing the blogging for business advice for balanced body. And so, you know, she, she was looking for people who were doing what she was needing that for. And then she reached out to me. We did not become fast friends. We just became acquaintances and then we would see each other on the like tours at the thing, but it was a slow going. Like we'd see each other twice in one year and then like we'd talk in between a little bit and then we had a phone call and I asked her for some advice. She asked me for some advice. So it was like, we like built a friendship and then I was very clear with her on what my goals were and she was clear with me what her goals were and we support each other. And that has led to a collaboration. And so what I would just say is like, collaborations come it's like dating everything goes back to dating you cannot go to bed with someone on the first night and expect amazing collaboration some people get married on the first date and yes there are stories that works out not everyone who got married on the first date does that we've all seen 90 day fiance so my point is (laughs) except for brad but yeah sure i've seen it but he because he can envision it so the point is like warm up to people share be vulnerable tell them what your goals are ask them what their goals are and then see where your goals align and then do little things together. Not a full on retreat, not a full on program, like an hour long thing. Right. And then maybe a two hour long thing and really see if you like to work with the person, if you like their values for work or their work ethic, because we have had collaborations that monetarily were successful, but on the other side, were not as successful. And so not everyone's going to be the right partner. Um, but, you know, and also, again, took time. I think she must have reached out to me in 2017. Yeah. I think wow. It was, I mean, that was yeah. before we were doing, that was like, bef- agency started in 2018. Yeah. So she reached out to me when we were just blogging because hmm. it was just my blogs and my book. Right. And wow. I've been doing that for a while. And then she didn't join us as a coach until 2021. Yeah. So years later. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And we didn't do wealthy mindset together until 2021. We did another thing together in 2020 with Michelle Sims and Tasha Edwards. Right. Um, and that was our first like actual four way foray. 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 Um, foray. I almost said four way cause it was, but not that kind. <laughs> um, but like it was, so that was our first time working together and actually like marketing something together and with some other people. And, and, and so again, test it out. Yeah. Before you like really like before we like sign on dotted lines with contracts, we tested a lot of things out. So, yeah. So collaborations are amazing, but you know, it's okay. If one didn't work out, it's like dating. You didn't marry your first boyfriend or girlfriend either. Maybe you did. And lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Hey team, it's Erica Quest. We're super excited. The Wealthy Mindset is back. Let's be in my annual coaching program. It's called From Failure to Flow. We start April 10th, then we go to May 7th, and you'll go to levelupmovement.com to snag your spot. Now, let's talk about Tori Gordon. From finally reaching a breakthrough to recognizing how to express her grief, Tori Gordon has now made it her life's mission to provide tools to transform lives. Tori is an award-winning content creator, founder of the Coachable Podcast, trauma-informed breathwork facilitator. She's a master coach and your biggest supporter to helping you achieve your highest potential. Yeah. So you know what's crazy is someone introduced me to her and said, you two should do a podcast swap. Huh. And then Amber Shaw, our dear friend, yeah. she said, uh, oh my gosh, I have to introduce you to my friend Tori. And I was like, I'm already having a call with her. We're already having a call. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny how like the world is so small. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't and, know that. And Tori uh, went through the same breathwork training that I am finishing up. So that's I, I was wondering. So, yeah, because trauma informed breathwork facilitators sounded familiar. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So Light bulb. Same here. But um, yeah, so it's just like I mean, I, she went through, you know, several years ago. So but it's it's just like like attracts like somehow you'll just actually meet people by putting yourself out there and asking for what you need. Right. So Yeah. Um, so what I loved, one of the, she said so many things. Yeah, there was, this is like packed. This is a packed podcast. Yep. Um, I literally listened to it twice to prepare for the recap because I was like, whoa. Yeah. There's some really great stuff. And, um, and one of the things she talked about was her soul mapping. She actually made a freebie for y'all. So it's in the show notes. Um, but it's in the show notes on the last episode. We'll put it in this one too. Okay. Um, look at that. Just making it easy. Um, so she talked about soul mapping and what that means, like tracking and bringing attention to your improvements. And I just love this because I really don't think that we, as a human, as a society, actually focus on what we did do, and we don't give credit on e on any improvement because, like, we we think that like the finish, like, it has to be X high to get the gold star, and if it's halfway there, then it's not a gold star, and it's like actually especially in the beginning, little improvements are very compounding, you know, like they're just, they're just very compounding. Um, and we can't, we can't discount that. So like, yeah, maybe you didn't run around the whole block, but you ran to the corner and yeah, the more you I, do I, that, it's going to be easier. I am um, not going to lie. Um, uh, I've been experiencing this myself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Brad went for yeah, a run. Yesterday I decided to go for a run Yeah. for like the first time in like years. How far did you go? I made, uh, I, I set a timer. I thought, all right, I'm going to do 20 minutes and I'm going to run one direction for 10 
And then when the timer goes off, I'll set the timer again and I'll run 10 minutes back. And I made it about two blocks. And then I walked. Yeah, so you <laughs> walked until I started your timer running. went over. And then I started walking. And then I started running. And then I started walking. And I thought, damn, I'm out of shape. But I also thought, all right, you know, like I can, I can dig it. You know, I mean, I remember when I was younger, like being out on the soccer field and having no subs, you had to run for 90 minutes. I don't know how I did that then, you know, youth, but also yeah, like youth. also consistency. But yeah, so consistency what you, but was certainly part of it. what you can do now is you can pick another day to go for a run and do the same route. And if you run a little further than two blocks, you can track that. And then if yeah. you walk a little less. so. This is something, but that then I, I can celebrate. I can be like, "Hey, I made it two and a half blocks, or I made it three blocks." You can celebrate that you even went outside. The intention is still there, whether you yeah. do it or not. Is actually the extra credit. And and um and for my overachievers listening, I promise you, this is life changing. But you know, I don't run once it gets hot in the morning. So then, when it gets cool in the morning, I have to start anew. Oh, and so literally, you're doing this every year. Yeah, every year. Now that we're in Vegas, yeah. I run from the house until I like give myself a, a mark and then I walk the route we're going to run. And then, you know, a week later I try to go half a block longer or a block longer or two, like, and then all of a sudden we're running around three blocks longer. It is crazy hmm. how compounding it is, but you got to give your muscles the ability to get strong, to get ready so that you're not so sore the next day. You don't want to do this. It's going to be working out. It could be anything. It could be writing poetry sitting down for three yeah. hours, write poetry is going to be exhausting. If you've never sat down and wrote, wrote poetry for three hours, but eventually you get in this flow state. I was talking with Claire the other night about, she was, she was, um, she's like, I'm going to write for 30 minutes. And, and she ended up writing for an hour and a half, but that's because she's been practicing writing for 30 minutes. So right. Tracking to bring attention to your improvements and celebrating that you did that is so, so important. You will actually go further if you pat yourself on the back more often. Yeah. Celebrating is, is, uh, I feel like it's the key. Yeah. You yeah, know? it is. It's free dopamine, by the way, it's free. You don't have to, you don't have to scroll on Instagram to get it. You can actually get it to yourself. Yeah. What did you love? Well, yeah. So she said something that made me laugh really hard. She said life lifes. And I thought that's, that's, that's fucking brilliant. Uh, <laughs> effectively that life is uncertain and that change is inevitable, right? And for me, it's the reason I connected with this is because I've always said change is good, like forever. I've said that since I was yay big. Change is good. Change is good, right? And um, but she she kept coming back to this idea of like being in the moment, and and uh, uh, being willing to able, willing and able to roll with it when life lifes, right? Because what do we say? Oh, life got in the way. Yeah, you know, like shit hit the fan, life got in the way, all whatever, COVID. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, we we just say that we now they become these like blanket statement terms. And I just thought it was so funny. Life lifes. Yeah. You know, and and I was like, wow, brilliant. So, you know, being able to allow for change to happen, um, that is unexpected, right? Like we all want some kind of change to happen in our lives in a good way because we got a we got a strategy, we got a plan, we're going a direction, right? But what if you don't actually, what if something derails that plan or, you know, whatever, like, for example, um, uh, uh, you're, you're going to hear this in a, in, uh, uh, a couple weeks, uh, an interview that, uh, <laughs> that's coming up, uh, where, where one of your guests was talking about, 
being on the way to a gig and then three of the horses had to go to the vet five hours away. Yeah. And that really complicated things. And they were like, oh, what are we going to do? Well, you got to life life. So you got to do, you got to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. You know, I, it's, I mean, and that's something like if you fight it, you waste more time. Like yeah. if you fight life lifing, you are actually just like, it's like, it's like trying to push a boulder up a mountain when you could just turn around and let the boulder roll down, you know, like, and then, you know, to the other, I don't know, but I'm just, I just think that like, ask yourself why you're resisting that change and uncertainty so much. Yeah. Life is, life is uncertain and change is inevitable. So, you know, uh, uh, generally if you can embrace the change, uh, it will, well, it'll make it easier. Yeah. I think it does. I think it's like eating the vegetables you don't like, Yeah, you know, (laughs) if you actually eat, this is what I know. If you eat them when they're hot, they taste way better than when they're cold. So anyways, that's a, that's a nine-year-old that's a quote right telling there. you, right? <laughs> that's a quote, Amanda. All right. So finally, let's talk about those be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your combo with Tori Gordon? Uh, I'm going to jump in. She said... Uh, become clear on what you want. Yeah. You I, know, and clarity I, I, is so key. If you're like, also, cause sometimes we want things because they sound good. Like sure. sometimes like you're wanting for something and then you actually think about like, why do I want this? Uh, that's just guy over there. Oh, that's my that own. own. Yeah. Hi buddy. Um, so you, you like, I remember writing down on my goals that I wanted to do a yoga teacher training. What? Why would I do that? Why did I want to do that? I thought about that too. Like, like pretty seriously thought about doing that. Yeah. And I realized that I actually just wanted to know the exercises more, not actually become a teacher, which saved me thousands of dollars. So for me, it wasn't even about the money. It was about the, you know, minimum nine months that it was going to take me to, to go through the program, (laughs) you know, like, like time. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but you have to be clear on what you want, because like if you were like, well, I st- definitely want to teach this, you might have been like, OK, well, nine months is like short in the grand scheme of how long you're teaching it. Sure. But if you actually just wanted to know the movements better than like, you know, talking about my um, be it action, I was like, what are you in a hurry for? And, you know, so like, why does the nine months bother you if it bothers you because you just want to like actually like nerd out for a little bit? And you don't want, then, then you can be more clear on what you should be searching for. So, um, so, you know, I just, what did I, I totally jumped ahead. So what would you like to finish? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, be, being clear on what you want will allow you to, um, uh, also evaluate the, the changes that we were talking about or life lifing, you know, uh, if you know exactly what you're going after or going for, or, or, or that, you know, that actual path and then life gets in the way. Um, it will allow you to roll with it, whatever it is, a little bit easier. Because here's a perfect example. Are you talking about our wedding? I am. Oh my How God. How did you know? I that know. Is so crazy. This is so good. You're in my brain. <laughs> so when Leslie and I were planning our wedding, we were reading the book. Um, what's it called? A Practical Wedding. A Practical Wedding. We were reading that book. And in the beginning of the book, it says, pick three things that are actually important. Only three things, right? Yeah. Of all of the things that are uh, going to happen or going to be involved with this wedding, what three things actually matter to you? And we said, all right, the people, um, the uh, food, and the music. Yeah. Those are the three things that are important to us about this wedding. 
And what did we not pick? We did not pick the venue, right? Because for us, the venue was less important or not really important at all that, than the other three things. And, you know, what happened? I'm sure you've heard the story. Five weeks before we were getting married, our venue canceled us. Yeah. And that was like, whoa, that was actually like really like rocked the boat, really actually made us really angry. Um, and it was like incredibly frustrating. People had already bought hotels, uh, rooms, and they were like, you know, like they had rented cars or not rented cars um, because of it. There was so much to um, like, then that limited where we could go because we couldn't move across town because people, you know, people were already there. So it was, it was really, really frustrating. And what the only thing that really allowed us to roll with it, you know, to allow life, lifing was because we, we took a step back and we said, this isn't one of our three things. No. You know, and because we were clear with what was important to us, when that hit the fan, it was still something we had to deal with and it wasn't fun, but it allowed us to kind of move forward without it yeah. like really, you know, making things implode. Yeah, no, we actually, the, the wedding didn't have a venue for a week. That was it. Because we actually were able to go, well, we just, this is what was important to us. So we just need to find a, a place that allows us to do those things. And we found yep. a better. We found a super amazing. A better like, thing. Probably better. I, I'm, I would argue that it is better. Yeah. yeah. Well, everything happens the way it's supposed to. So, um, yeah, thank you. I, that's a fun story. So anyways, I yeah. think, you know, nothing can, but if you're, you have to be clear on what you want. Otherwise you don't know how to solve the problem when life lives. Yeah, totally. So you already kind of uh, spilled the beans here, but I you know. said your biggest takeaway. What are you in a hurry for? So I'm impatient. Hi, I see you too. <laughs> and um, the truth is, is that I love deadlines on goals because they actually force you to take action. Sure. But it's okay if you don't hit a deadline, as long as you evaluate why that was it. Why, why didn't you meet the deadline? Did you need more time to work on this thing? Did you actually work on the thing? Why didn't you work on the thing? Just like getting some clarity around it. Because when you ask yourself, like, why does this have to happen on this date? You can actually get some information. Like, is it because you just want it to happen and you want it to happen now? Um, does it like, could it happen at a later date? Would that make it better? Just knowing why you're, what you're in a hurry for will actually allow you to understand like, why are you making a deadline of launching a website in a week? <laughs> like, what is, is there a reason? Now, there might be. There might be a reason, but then at least you know. Yeah. I mean, are, is the timeline arbitrary? Did you create the timeline? And that can be a good thing. It can also just be an incredible amount of stress mm -hmm. if there isn't truly a reason. Like, I used to work for a company that um, the, the boss was like, uh, when do you want it? You know, and the answer was always now, always for every single thing. Right. Which is and also it, not okay. Cause then everything is a priority, which means nothing's a priority. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, you, you didn't let me finish exactly that point, but yes, yes. So the point was then like, it was a clusterfuck. Everything was like a super crazy hurry, right? For no reason, literally no reason. And so then it was like, well, you didn't know actually what the, what I should be working on. And and then to make it even worse, you didn't know what question you were going to be asked about what project. So it was, it was incredibly um, stressful and it caused unnecessary stress. And so I think that writing out what you're in a hurry for is a twofold thing. First, it will allow you to focus on like the things that actually matter. But two, it will allow you to calm the fuck down 
you know, That's because if you're like, I gotta get this, I gotta get this done. You can like write down what is it that you're actually like stressing about? What are you in a hurry for? Right. And you can then take a step back from that and go, okay, is this actually time sensitive? Does this really have to happen this exact second? You know, and you'll be able to figure that out in a different, a different manner. Yeah. I, I think it's great. And I also just think the more clarity again, you have around all the things you want, all the things you're wanting to do, the easier it is going to be for you to see help when it's there. The easier it is for you to see a door opening when it's there, the, the faster things will actually go. But if you're just making blanket statements, blanket goals without any actual curiosity around them, exploration around them, understanding of what it is that you want, it, it, it's just going to make you feel like you're running in circles and maybe you're actually like just missing the turnoff. <laughs> I'm thinking of National Lampoon when they're just going big, like, hey, kids, Big Ben. And they just like they just like can't get <laughs> out of that turnabout, circles, you know, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, because he has no clarity around where he's going. Right. So anyways, um, I love Tori. She's great. We'll have to have her back. You can check out on the Coachable Podcast. I'm Leslie Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you going to use these beat action items in your life? Tag me at the Be It Pod and Tori Gordon to let us know. Also, just so you know, whenever you share a podcast, you are literally helping the podcast continue to grow, even if you text yep. it to one person. And so whether it's this podcast or any other podcast you like, currency to them is actually you sharing their podcast, writing yeah. reviews. And um, so please check her out, check us out and share. Yeah. That person that you just thought, wow, they should hear this message. Send them the pod. Yes, please. Yep. And 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 it, it will actually continue to change everybody, right? Yeah. And then doesn't that make it easier for you to be more curious if everyone around you is more curious? So anyways, until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. <laughs>